How great are you, oh God? Come on, somebody lift the worship to him in this moment. We honor you, Jesus. Great is your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Going to the songs of Solomon. Song of Solomon, chapter 2. And I want to read verse 15 today for a one-off message. We just got out of this Reets and Wings series. But we're going into a one-off called Little Rascals. Little Rascals. If you will, you can pull out your Bibles with me. I'm going to go to Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 15. If you don't have your Bibles, the, uh, the scripture will be on the screens for you as well. I'm reading from the ESV. And, uh, and I'll encourage you to download the YouVersion app if you do not have uh, the Bible on your phone. Really simple to navigate as well in this moment. Praise the Lord. And so uh, we're going to read this Song of Solomon. Just one verse for our reading today. Chapter 2, verse 15. Bible declares and says, catch the foxes. Everybody say, catch the foxes. It says, catch the foxes for us. The little foxes that spoil the vineyards. For our vineyards are in blossom. Look at somebody on your way to your seat. Tell them, get rid of the little rascals. Come on. You may be seated. Awesome. So listen, man. Last week, as I jump in, last week, I, you know, I shared with you guys, uh, I came to, to church and I shared that things were pretty nuts because... You know, my both of my cars at one time, it was just like a bam, bam, like they were my truck was out in the parking lot, literally leaking oil while I was preaching. I'm like, the pastor's car is outside creating a mess in the parking lot. And it was just nuts. Right. Then our other car was stalling, acting the fool. It was just insane. I was so upset at the fact that this was happening. However, yet and still, you know, uh, we, we pressed through and did what we had to do. And then I ended up coming, ended up leaving. And uh, through the week, we took the, the cars to the shop. And so I took them to the shop and it was really cool. Went there, met this guy. And, you know, that, that, uh, that usually takes care of our car there. He was there and he was, he was excited to be able to come and help. And so as we went out and and uh and took the cars there you know he he looks at the, the 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 car and he was like man because i'm telling you when i say we had an oil leak we had an oil leak y'all like not only was it pouring everywhere but our front like the passenger side tire was just drenched in oil the whole undercarriage of the car was drenched in oil and so when he put it up on the hoist and when he lifted it in the air, he was just looking like, man, this is nuts. He was like, the old, there is no way this looks so bad. Your end, he's like, your car is sick. And he was like, you know, it, I don't have a clue what it is, but I just want to let you know by the looks of things, it is probably going to take a lot of money. I just want to let you know in advance, it's probably going to take some serious bread in order to have this thing fixed. Are you still with me this morning? And so I'm like, man, okay, well at least I'm glad that you're up front because you know there are a lot of mechanics, they'll tell you, oh, it's just nothing. Y'all never heard anything like that. Like, oh, that's not, not a problem. And then you end up paying $10,000 and he's just like, you know, your whole life savings. And he's just like, man, I just wanted to let you know in advance because he's a family friend. He's like, you know, this could be serious. So. He goes, what I got to do first 
is in order for us to take care of this, I've got to shampoo your entire vehicle, the entire engine of the car. Because he says, in order to figure out where the leak is, I can't identify it because there's so much mess everywhere. So I got to wash the engine down. He says, once I wash the engine down, then we'll be able to figure out whether this is a small problem or if by the way that it looks, that it indeed it is a major problem. So I'm there like, I told you, man, I went home and I'm praying like, Jesus, I know the deed is already done. But please, Lord, please make it that it is not something that is massive in nature. And I stoked because I'm like, at least we could just get one car. Like my Honda Accord is like, is 2000, it's from year 2000. And so I'm like, it almost has 500,000 kilometers on it. That thing is giving us a good run, you know, at least if I can get the CRV working, that would be dope. So he goes, he washes down the engine, he does what he need to do. And then after he does all of this, after he does all this, he calls me and he's like, you're lucky, man. And I'm like, no, I'm not lucky, but I'm not lucky, I'm loved. Come on, somebody. Come on, Jonathan McReynolds. But anyways, so he finds out, he says, all it is, is that there's a little pin, like almost pen-sized hole in my oil filter. So my little oil filter, that's just a few dollars to change. The whole time, all of the mess. Come on, somebody. All of the engine being full of oil my whole tire I mean it was it was leaking oil so bad that I put my hand out the window just riding down the highway and my hand would come back full of oil and when I thought it was a crack in the engine block when I thought it might have been a crack in the timing cover come on somebody something that could have costed thousands all of that mess was just costed, was just a caused rather by a pinhole in my oil filter. And it ended up causing, and you know, so when I think about this, it's just insane because then even going further, the Honda Accord, he said, I, he thinks I'm lucky again because at the end of the day, the Honda Accord, which was stalling every 10 seconds, he went in there and reset a code inside there. And after he reset the code and did what he had to do in terms of resetting the code in there, he calls me and he goes, he is freaking out. He's losing his mind. He is like, it was something so little, just needed to reset this code. He goes, do you know what car you have? He is like, there is not a spot of rust on this car. He is like, this is a gem. He's like, I will work on this car discounted just so I can work on it. He's like, don't get rid of this car. You, he's like, I, 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 can, I probably can't even find another car that is in this condition from this year. You can get thousands of dollars for this car and it's almost 20 years old. Oh, y'all. And I was ready to throw it out because of a little problem. Oh, man, man, man. Somebody sees where I'm going with this thing because, because here in the text, here in the text, as we get ready and we're moving into summer, and some of y'all are trying to get your summer body together. Amen. It's a little too late to start for that. Yeah, amen. But nonetheless, no shade thrown. No shots fired. You know, but nonetheless, nonetheless, right? But even though, the fact of the matter is that even though 
This is the case. You have your goals and you have your things that you're trying to set in place and you're trying to make moves. And also there's some things in your life that have been caused that have been messy like my like the undercarriage of my CRV. Might have been stalling like my Honda Accord. Can we just preach from Honda? Because he, he cometh in a Honda. <laughs> I'm three for three today. I don't know. Let's see what happens. See how much further we can go. But no, because of this, right? Because of this, we oftentimes, because of the things that are in our lives, get to the place that we throw things out that we don't even know are valuable. Come on, somebody. Because of the fact that, you know, that, that we are in positions that we're trying to attain things or we're trying to fix issues in our lives and, it, and they, are, they are causing a big mess. But oftentimes, big messes are caused by little problems. Come on, somebody. And the reason why some of us have not been able to fix that which we're going through is because of these things that oftentimes we are not, we are not able or we're not in a place where we're willing to jump on. Can I just give you a few examples before I give you some points? Think about it, man. Yo, bees and mosquitoes, they are some small things. You are bigger than a bee. Come on, somebody. A bee is nowhere near you in size. But bees have you doing all this. Looking crazy. Have you running all over the place. Have you slamming screen doors. Breaking stuff. Throwing stuff. Your, your, your good food down. Come on Summer. When you have your slushy and you're drinking your slushy. And the bee comes and you go to, and you throw that on the ground and all this stuff. Because of a little bee. Has the capability are y'all seeing this picture today I just want to paint it for you the bee has the capability of getting you into a frenzy even though you're bigger than the bee <laughs> then God gave you dominion over the bee many of us are scared of the bees not only that and, and mosquitoes but but also you know uh, when I think about it, it, it there's a story in Scripture there's a story in scripture. I'm not going to go through it now. You can write this down and please in your personal time go and read it. But I'll summarize it in the book of 1 Kings. In 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19. There's an individual, the king Ahab. And his wife is Jezebel. Come on somebody. And what ends up happening is the people of Israel, they go into a rebellion. And when they go into a rebellion, they start worshiping false gods. They start worshiping one of the gods they're worshiping is the god Baal. Everybody say Baal. And the prophets of God, they turned away from God. And over 400 prophets begun serving and prophesying for this false god named Baal. And what ends up happening is that the prophet Elijah, he is like the only prophet left in the land who is serving God. The true and the living God. And he ends up saying, hold up, man. All this waste stupidness that you guys are on right now. He's like, we need to get this thing rectified. And he says, I'm going to put all y'all to the test. He says, get you some, uh, get your, you prophets of Baal, get an animal. And he says, get this bull, cut it in pieces. He says, we're going to do a similar thing. And what's going to happen is the true God is going to answer by fire. So Elijah has this courage. He's so he's in a place where he's facing all of these false prophets. It was not just the 400 that served Baal, but there were uh, over 400 that were also serving a false prophetess or a false goddess rather. And so he's standing with this 
with this, you know, has the audacity to stand in the face of these ungodly people and put this challenge and this test out there. So the ungodly people, what they're doing, the prophets of Baal, they're cutting themselves. They're crying out day and night to their false god, you know, hoping for something to happen. The god never answers. Duh. No matter how much they cut themselves, they are bleeding out. They're doing all sorts of stuff. And this God is not answering. And Elijah goes, yo, he literally says this in scripture. Is your God in the bathroom, fam? He's like, is he taking a bathroom break? Like, why are you not even like, why, where is he? Right. They, he, he, he's making fun of them. And he says, this is what I want you to do. Not only am I going to take my bull, but he says, I'm going to, he says, I'm going to wet, douse the stuff with water. And if my God is God, then watch this. He is going to consume this sacrifice. So they dash, douse the whole thing with water. They dig a trench and fill it with water, all this stuff, to make it even, the odds even more difficult that this is going to happen. And he cries out to God. He cries out to God. And consequently, watch this. God answers because he's God. And he consumes the whole sacrifice. And all of these guys are put to shame because they were following the false God. How many of you know that God always wins? And so in this moment, stay with me, track with me, I'm going someplace with this. Because he does this, they end up destroying all the prophets of Baal and, the, and God ends up uh, through Elijah. The rain comes back because there was a famine in the land. It was dry because of all their false worship. So as a result of restoring this godliness in the place, the rain starts. Now, that was nuts. That was like a serious thing that he accomplished. That he saw God do. You would think like after he went, he, his, his swag would be on like 2,000. After you called for fire from heaven and it consumed this bull and all of these got nothing. So he is to the place where, yes, we see God's power in his life. The chapter after that, this woman named Jezebel, who's with me? Jezebel says when she hears about this, the top of chapter 19, she's like, I, she's like, who is this man that did this? She goes, may the gods do to him. I'm not going to sleep until the gods do to him what he has done to all of the prophets. Because she was the one who instituted this false worship. And what is insane is that when Elijah hears this from this one woman, he runs and goes and hides. After all that just happened. Come on, somebody. After the affirmation that he had that God was following him and that God was on his life, he gets to a place where he allows the words of one woman to scare him and to cower him and he goes running for his life and hiding and God has to miraculously feed him in a wilderness because he is running from the words of one woman after God used him to do what he did man isn't it crazy how God your blossoms as it says in the text uh, in, in verse 15 our vineyards are in blossom isn't it incredible that God can be evidently at work in your life and you can be experiencing the blessings of the Lord. And then it just takes that one person to come and tell you you're ugly. 
Y'all with me this morning? Takes that one problem, that one issue to show up and to pop up out of nowhere. That one bill, even though God paid 25 bills before, it's this one bill who's with me on this morning that shows up and gets you to be to the place where you're ready to throw in the towel and blow your brains out as if God is not the same God who provided for you in the past. Who's going to stay with me on this summer pop-off Sunday and know that oftentimes it's the little things. It can just throw us off kilter. God's affirmed you and God's put you in the position where he's blessed your socks off. And oftentimes it's that little rascal. Notice in the text. I love in the text because he says here in, in second Solomon chapter 2 verse 15. Song of Solomon chapter 2 verse 15. He says catch the foxes for us. But then he goes on and says not just catch the foxes. Catch the little foxes. It's out of this that we get the saying, it's the little foxes that spoil the vine. It's not just the foxes in general, but it's the little foxes here. This is the bride of Solomon, of King Solomon, who is making this statement. If we could just teach for a second, give you some context. He's in a position where she's making these statements in regards to their, uh, their, their, their marriage. And she's saying, you know what, as we are preparing to be wed and to live um, and have a healthy and a strong marriage, she says to her husband, she says, hey man, you got to, things are in blossom right now. But you've got to watch this, not just take care of the foxes uh, and for the vegans and for the, uh, the people who love animals in here. She said, he, she said, catch the foxes, not kill the foxes. So don't email me. It says catch the foxes catch the little foxes because oftentimes it's the ones that can slip in and out come on somebody the one that can get in between the ones that you can't see the ones that create such a big mess that you're that you you know it looks like it's a catastrophe but oftentimes the reason why destruction happens in our lives and the areas of damage help me holy ghost that happen in our lives oftentimes they are not things watch this that happen in a moment many times the things that happen in our lives are things that are of slow fade it's little step by little step who's with me on this morning it's the ignorance of things i hear you holy ghost that the holy ghost pops up in your mind come on somebody it's the ignorance it's when when he says you know what decline that inbox and you decide you know what? i'm just going to allow it because i need to report that pornography thing so i'm going to open it up to just decline it and to report them but then you open it up and see it and it opens a can of worms Oh, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I just want to help somebody. It's when God says, you know what? Take this exit. Don't go at the next exit. You take this exit because you know who lives by the next exit. And then you're going to be compelled when you go by the house. It's like putting dirt in front of the vacuum or metal in front of the magnet. When you get in front of the magnet, then you're going to try to get away. And guess what's going to happen by default? Come on. It's inevitable because. Who am I talking to on this morning? Because it's the little foxes. It's the step-by-step step. and many of us we get to the place where we are tripping because of the explosion but the fact is there were a number of times that the match was struck before the explosion took place <laughs> oh my look at that can I just give you point number one don't got much time but I want to help you here's point number one here it is much of the damage that takes place in our lives happens progressively 
happens progressively. Much of the damage that happened that takes place in our lives happens progressively. It's one small decision at a time. It's one small compromise at a time. You know, most times when we think about things like heart attacks or we think about things like strokes and, and diabetes and all these sorts of things, the episodes that happen are the things we usually focus on. But the fact of the matter is a lot of these things happen by health, a dietary compromise one day at a time. The doctor done told you long time before you had a heart attack or a stroke that you need to stop eating so much sodium. The doctor already told you that you need to work out and apply that to your daily regimen. But you decide, you know, man, you know, uh, nobody knows the trouble I see. And so today's a bad day. So I'm just going to go home. And, you know, uh, nobody's going to know just one tub of ice cream just this one time. And then that one tub of ice cream today turned into another one the next day. And then, you know what, uh, oh, man, something happened today. And so, uh, man, it was a bad day. So I'm going to go and spend a hundred, you know, dollars on this credit card, although I know know that I'm already who's I don't know who's wrong walking down but I'm gonna go spend a hundred dollars on the credit card even though I know that I'm already in overdraft come on and I'm and I don't even have the money to take care of it then the uh, interest is gonna come and tack on when I'm late because I didn't have the money to take care of it and then oh you know what since I'm already in overdraft the next thing that pops up on the tele the telemercial or whatever the thing is now I gotta have this thing that you know will turn on the microwave for me by itself when I wake up in the morning come on because my lazy tail don't want to get up and turn it on for myself y'all gonna be real with me on this morning because the fact of the matter is it's the little compromises yeah 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 yeah, yeah. step by step that marriage didn't di didn't end in divorce overnight come on somebody most times the things that I understand there are crazy things that happen but in most cases and, and I, I'll say today because divorce, divorce lawyers are, are so wealthy today they becoming billionaires because of toilet paper issues and, and uh, toothpaste issues come on somebody because we're unwilling you know you should have been gone to counseling from the first time that, that you saw that thing happening and then we just let it go on and I'm so glad. My wife and I have had to go to counseling over these 12, almost 13 years. Can I just be real? And we've had to talk through and work through stuff because it's not always peachy keen. And I'm telling you, baby, that if it was not for the grace and the mercy of the Lord, we would not be married for no 12 years going on 13 years now. It would have been over if we did not take the time to do the things that we need to do along the way. There are indicators. There are signs. Your oil pressure is low. There are signs. You, you know, the car is running hot. Come on. There are signs. The gas light is on. And we all know. I know my car. You already know. We preached a message gambling with the gas light. You need to go watch that. It's a slow fade. Everybody say a, a slow fade. And oftentimes... You know, we're to the place where, you know, the, the fruit of the issue, everybody say the fruit. The fruit of the issue distracts us from dealing with the root. Here's point number two. Don't let the fruit of an issue distract you from addressing the root of the issue. Think it, think it. Don't let the fruit of an issue distract you from addressing the root of the issue. You know, the fact of the matter is when I went to this guy and I took my car, initially he was kind of like, yo fam, because if you know my story, right, the fact of the matter is that we got this Honda CRV uh, by a blessing. 
We actually paid zero dollars for this Honda CRV. God blessed our socks off and somebody gave it to us. And we were in this moment where we were in need of a vehicle a few years ago. And God blessed us in that moment. I just want to encourage somebody that God can bless you and even skip money to bless your socks off. And in that moment, we were in that place and we got that. And so when I talked to him, he was like, man, you know what, fam? He's like, you got this car for free. He's like, why are you going to invest money? Like, don't just, you know, if you're other, he's like, let's, let's maybe just work on the other one or whatever. But don't, don't invest in this because you got it for free. And, you know, so like, why go through all of this? If I shampoo this car and it's going to mess up my shop. And then after this, you know, like it's going to be a thousand, three thousand dollars to fix. I'm going to be vexed. I don't want to do this. He's like, are you sure you want to invest in this and do this? I was like, listen, man, guess what? If indeed there is something wrong with this car, I believe you better believe God gave me this thing i'm not throwing it out the window before i even investigate to figure out what the problem is and so because it was so oily and because it was a mess and because of how i got the car that you know oh man you know this thing was that was a, a that was something that he was trying to use in that moment to deter me from even looking into it and many of you the fruit of the issue the thing that has exploded has stopped you you're like oh i already had a heart attack why in the world am i gonna go and you know try to get healthy now i'm already old i'm just gonna do whatever i want for the rest of my life or i already you know what the marriage is already blown up and jacked up it's over now why in the world am i gonna make who's who's with me on this morning you know you know i did see what somebody did to me and how they walked out on me and slammed the door in my face i can never have a good relationship and nobody's ever going to love me and nobody's ever are you with me on this morning and we oftentimes don't go and deal with the roots of things or we're not willing to explore and take care of the little rascals, to take care of the little foxes that oftentimes it's just a simple pinhole that needs to be changed, come on, that needs to be fixed. A simple four or five dollar oil filter that changed the whole trajectory of my driving experience and also the experience of other people because of the fact that I was willing to go and explore and find the root. Don't give up fam until you check it out that's what i want to tell somebody i just felt that in my spirit you gotta don't get some of you you've given up on that marriage and you haven't even checked it out yet who am i talking to you don't you haven't even it might just be a little fox and you've thrown in the towel on it because of how messy it's got and you i mean and as a result you have not gone to the place where you have checked it out can i keep going See, because this is the thing now as we continue to move on, I'm almost done. The fact of the matter is, here it is, number three, don't let the embarrassment about what things have become hinder you from the miracle they can become. So consequently, watch this, don't let the embarrassment about what things have become hinder you from the miracle they can become listen fam i this was the point that hit me so hard i was upstairs in my office studying getting ready for this message and the lord just dropped this on me like a ton of bricks because he was saying son you know the people in our house many of you you suffer greatly from embarrassment about your past come on some of you and the word i kept hearing is guilt 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 some of you you have not been able to move on and move forward because of the guilt and the embarrassment i was embarrassed driving down the road having a line of oil following me I was embarrassed that I would sit in the parking lot with that car and have all the and then when I leave you know like a true ghetto man that when I leave out there's a puddle of oil just sitting there in the driveway it was embarrassing 
And I almost got to the place where I was like, you know what? Just bond this car, fam. And I was just going to park it up and just say, forget it, you know, and, and go along with what it was that I heard. Who's with me this morning? But I decide, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to let the embarrassment of this thing leaking all over the place stop me from getting to the place where, I, where I'm limiting the miracle that God can do. How many of you know Luke 137, that for with God, nothing is impossible. If God can part a Red Sea, come on somebody, and can split the Jordan so that the Israelites could walk through on dry land if he can turn water into wine who's with me on this morning he can pay your bills come on somebody he can fix your marriage he can regulate your mind I feel like prophesying hope into somebody on this morning he can get you to a place where you have the victory over that which you're facing touch somebody tell them God can do it y'all didn't say it with any gusto in that voice come on put some caffeine high five the next person next to you tell them God can do it don't know what you're facing on this morning might just be a little rascal that's holding you back from experiencing the miraculous come on somebody you're embarrassed because of how you're gonna have to live you know my wife's uh, financial coach Dave Ramsey you know she really likes Dave Ramsey she likes him a little bit too much y'all and she, she, you know, the fact of the matter is Dave Ramsey says, and people ask, how, do you, how are you guys able to do what you do and all this stuff and whatever and, you know, and with what you make and all that and how it's because of stuff like that, the principles that we learn from people like Dave Ramsey, you know, and he says something like, you got to live like no one else now so you can live like no one else later. Oh man, I wonder who's with me on this morning. You gotta, oftentimes, I know it's embarrassing that when the friends invite you out to go and eat at the five-star restaurant and you can only afford uh, uh, from to eat from the dollar menu at Mickey D's, it's embarrassing. Who's with me? Because you're like, you know what? I don't want to say no because then they're going to look at me crazy and they're going to look like, you know, but you got to get to the place where where do you care more about? Do you care more about being in a place where you're solid and you can leave an inheritance for your children's children? Come on, Bible readers or you want to just look good with your broke tail sitting up at Ruth Chris when you could have made a better stake in your house y'all aren't gonna praise him with me who's gonna be really here today because the fact of the matter is that oftentimes we get to the place where we care more about what we look like than getting the victory and the deliverance that we need by taking care of the little foxes. Trust me, you better be in a place where if you're enjoying that roots, Chris, that you can enjoy it from a place where you still got money in the bank, come on, where your bills are still paid, come on, where there's no creditors knocking at your door because you're living, you're taking care and you stop spending credit like cash. Who am I talking to on this morning? There is a blessing that comes through responsibility. Don't let embarrassment about what things have become hinder you from the miracle they can become and that's why all y'all in your pride fam and all of us i'll include myself pride that's why proverbs 16 18 says pride is before destruction because that pride of how you look in front of people man i'm telling you i remember pastor sap pastor marvin sap a long time ago he said i remember hearing him preach he was like man he's like one of the biggest deliverances is not from crack cocaine it's not from uh, marijuana it's not from uh, jack daniels but he says that it's from people 
because many of us you might not be addicted to any substances but the fact is even though that may be the case you might be addicted you're addicted to the approval and disapproval of people come on somebody and so we live our lives thinking about what people are going to think about us that's why pastor andrew's so crazy because i don't care not one of y'all is going to stop me from getting what i need from the lord come on i'm going to praise him because he's been good to me and not one little fox is going to hinder me from what god has for my life i'm almost done you still with me here it is i'm gonna give you uh because even this even pertains to good habits this even pertains to good things good goals because sometimes it's the little foxes that even hinder us or the little things that we need to do the steps we need to take in order to get to where it is that god has for us are you ready i got two more for you watch this here it is as you're getting your summer summer self together don't let the magnitude of the big picture hinder you or deter you from taking the little steps needed to get there don't allow the magnitude of the big picture to deter you from taking the little steps needed to get there the reason why many of you are in a position where you are hindered or deterred from reaching the big picture is because of the little steps and the little choices. Just like bad things and catastrophes and damage happens in our life, not all at once, but with, uh, with small steps over time. So it is with experiencing the things and the plans and the goals that God has for us in our every and what he's called us to. Who's with me on this morning? You know, when you think about running a marathon, I realize I'm like, because I told you, I still haven't been able to run that marathon yet. I've run over, uh, you know, um, over a uh, half marathon and we run that amount of distance all the time. But it takes running consistently, starting running consistently over time. And even if you can't run for a long distance, if you want to run, you start with walking. Come on, somebody. You start, and before you even start with walking, if it's getting up in the morning, that's an issue. You set your stuff out the night before. You put that energy bar out so that at the in the morning when you wake up, you eat that energy bar and your shoes are already there. Come on, it's one hurdle just for you to get out the bed, let alone you thinking to yourself, oh, now I gotta go get my clothes together. Now I gotta go get my shoes. Come on, oh, and I gotta go find this thing. And you know, you talk yourself out of it. But if you put that stuff out there in advance the night before, these are the small steps that you take towards getting to the big picture. Who's with me? You know, and some of us, some of us, the, the fact of the matter is when it comes to doing, getting a business, you know, God's put a business on your heart. You know that you're called to start this business. I'm telling you, there is so much wealth in the kingdom of God. If people would step out and walk in faith, come on somebody and start and walk out the things that God has put in your heart. And oftentimes we are hindered because of the big picture. You haven't even done a name search yet. Go and do a name search. Can I just talk practically today? These are little steps because it's oftentimes these little foxes that stop us. When it comes to praise, there's some of us that you know, you're like, man, these people are so exuberant. I don't know how in the world I'm supposed. And it's like, J just start right here, fam. Just, just do the, the waist high hand raise, you know, like you can just start right there. Even if you got a hallelujah under your breath, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just start there, fam. Start somewhere. Don't, don't think about it in just the big picture. It's steps that are necessary to get to where it is that you and I want to go. Let me tell you, man, when it comes to marriage, for those of you who are married, 
You want to pray with your spouse? You got to get to the place where my wife and I, now we have, it's like internal clock, but we were to the place where we realized we were not praying with each other for years. And we got to the place where we were like, you know, we want to have a prayer life and we would say it over and over again. And then eventually we were like, you know what? We got to set an alarm. So we started by setting a prayer alarm. And so what would happen is the alarm would always go off and remind us it's time to pray. And over time, after we started there with that one little step, it's to the place now where we don't even have, we can just look at each other and know it's time to pray. It's an internal clock. Can I even talk to you about sex? Amen. Well, <laughs> you want to have a consistent love life. Come on, somebody. You got to sometimes just to get things going. All the married people know exactly what I'm talking about because of how crazy life gets. Sometimes you got to even schedule sex. We in church. And sex is made from God. But you've got to schedule time for intimacy just to make sure that you are getting yourself on track and, in, and in the, on the ball to the place where sometimes you have to build yourself up to becoming spontaneous. It's those little steps. Can I keep it real this morning? Those little steps that take place in order for us to get to where it is that we need to be. Man, I'm telling you, uh, so, so moving, so, so, you know, and, then, and I'll say this, some of y'all always complain about you want to get married and you need a marriage and you need this stuff. You won't get out your house. You, some of y'all, the small step you need to take, go do your hair, child. They got all sorts of stuff you can put in your hair now. Your natural hair is beautiful. Do something with it. It's natural stylists out there. And dudes, come on, go. Zara has a really big sale right now. I went and caught me a couple shirts yesterday, fam. I'm telling you, like, sometimes it's just, and I know that's super, oh, pastor, you're just so superficial, pastor. No. Man looks on the outward appearance. See, sir, we be, we be quoting that scripture all the time, talking about man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Yes, Jesus looks at the heart, but I'm not Jesus. I can't see your heart. I see those toenails. I'm just going to, uh, amen. I see those lips that we can set on me, but let's go. So, um, so this is the thing, right? We got to get to the place where we take the small steps. Amen. Because sometimes it's just the little rascals that hinder us. I'm coming to a close. Can I come to a close? Look at this. So watch this. This is it because many of us, the reason why we don't go and take the steps that we need to take in terms of attaining the goals and the things that God has called us to, watch this. <laughs> Y'all bring it back in. We're getting back spiritual. Amen. Hallelujah. The reason why is because of, watch this, because we're unable to see the change in our lives while it's happening. And it's the most difficult. Have you ever been there where people be like, they talk to you and be like, oh, you've changed so much. Congratulations. And you look in the mirror and you're like, I look the exact same, child. Because it's oftentimes that we don't see the shift and the change, come on, that's in our lives while it's happening. And oftentimes this is why we are, we allow the little rascal of, of uh, incremental change to hinder us from actually being consistent.
Here's my last point. Here it is. Point number five will be up on the screen for you. Help me. Jesus says, don't allow the invisibility of incremental progress to hinder your consistency. Here it is. Don't allow the invisibility of incremental progress to stop your consistency. What do you mean by this? Because of the fact that change oftentimes happens in an incremental manner. It's something that will happen bit by bit, small step by small step. And sometimes because it's invisible to us, we're unable to see it with the naked eye. The fact of the matter is that it hinders our consistency. We're like, oh, this thing is not working. This thing's not working, so I'm not going to make these steps forward anymore. I'm not going to be consistent. I should probably stop now because I don't see any change happening. Oh, are you with me? But I'm here to tell you, baby, that even if you don't see it happening, come on, if you walk and some of you, you even decided that you're going to give up on following after God's word because you just got saved yesterday and you haven't even seen any change. And you're like, oh, this thing, this Jesus thing is a lie because I'm still dealing with the stuff that I'm dealing with. But I'm telling you, there is something called sanctification, baby. And the Bible lets us know in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, but we all with open face as beholding in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed or being changed into the same image of God that we behold even as watch this from season to season rather even as by the spirit of the Lord and so even if you can't see the change happening as you consistently behold God through worship and through study and through fellowship and all of this God will continue to make this change happen and be wrought in your life but you cannot allow the consistent, the, the invisibility of incremental progress to hinder you from being consistent. Your change, it's happening, it's happening. Look at somebody, just tell them it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. It's happening even if you don't see it. Stop being ready to throw in the towel because you don't see the growth happening. And so with this said, you know, I mean, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, some of y'all, you know, you're looking for the six pack. You need to celebrate the two pack. Come on, somebody. To the place where, you know, we start tripping out. And we're to the place where we're like, you know, like, I don't see nothing happening. Well, it's really just not happening as fast as you want it to happen. But sometimes the little rascals that you have to conquer and tackle, the habits that you got to put in place and celebrate and have an admiration day for every single step of progress that happens along the way. I'm going to read this poem it's actually a song, my wife and I, you know those songs that you hear on the radio over and over and over again. It's a song I heard a long time ago and it really wrecked my life when I heard it. It's by Casting Crowns and it's called Slow Fade. And I mean, it's one of those, you know, you're, you're listening to one of those Christian radio stations and you're worshiping and you're singing and you're, you're just going in and you're having a great time and then suddenly they just hit you with the gut punch. It's like, wait, this ain't no worship song. And it just got me and it licked me just right there, fam. And I, and I just thought the words, I'm not going to sing it, but notice this. It says, be careful little eyes what you see. It's the second glance that ties your hands. As darkness pulls the strings. Be careful little feet where you go. For it's the little feet behind you that are sure to follow. It says, be careful little airs what you hear. When flattering leads to compromises, the end is always near. Be careful, little lips, what you say, for the empty words and promises 
leave broken hearts astray it's a slow fade this is the chorus it's a slow fade doesn't just happen overnight the journey from your mind to your hands oh man is shorter than your thinking and then he says be careful if you think you stand you just might be sinking it's a slow fade when you give yourself away it's a slow fade when black and white are turned to gray and thoughts invade choices are made a price will be paid when you give yourself away people never crumble in a day daddies never crumble in a day families never crumble in a day and I don't know where you're at today in your life but I want to encourage you to like Solomon's wife declared and said get rid of the small foxes get rid of the little foxes in your life don't allow what is it I'm asking you what is it that's destroying your vineyard that's in bloom right now what is it that's stopping you from enjoying what it is that God has given you what is it that's hindering you from walking into the goals and the things that God has put in your heart 